0: Supply consulting. chain. Consulting.
1: Warehouse. Operational. Market share. Material. Material. Handles. Handle. 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 transportation.
0: <laughs> But hey, welcome, welcome! Thank you for joining me. Thank you again, excited to be a special guest. So, so what we had started uh, talking about before Jeremy interrupted us because none of the equipment was working. Um, Not my fault. Not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was okay. So, what do you do? uh, People want to know what what
1: what do you? What's your role at Lid? Well, I do a little bit of different things. Mostly, it's just uh, going through documents and checking that everything is all right for us to sign, that we're not getting screwed over, that we're not getting into any unnecessary trouble. Um also making sure that we're covered from other sides saying such as like You have a background as a lawyer.
0: Correct. And so you're helping us with the many contracts of which there are so many now yep. to deal with and making sure that we don't make mistakes that we regret
1: uh nine months or three years later. Exactly. As actually as like as a as a little trailer onto what we're going to be discussing further on uh, we now have several branches, several side quests. That was we're gonna call them. Oh, don't use that word yet. People All don't right. understand it. All right. They'll understand it. Um, so there's different paths, different ways, different sites as to which we have to have covered because of different things, different you know scenarios.
0: Liability, warranties, insurance, things exactly. like that.
1: Exactly things that make me able to, you know, have a check on my hands. And just say. Different well, you know, it's, I think we've, we've gone as far as the average person will be interested
0: in hearing because it's not about that. that not yeah, yeah, obviously. But one thing people don't know about you, Jorge, yeah. is you're not a bad singer. Um, so since since uh, since Lid went to Korea, um, we, we we reimported back here a, a, a sort of a, a karaoke fanaticism. Everyone loves doing karaoke. And you're not an exception Do to you me. like
1: to do karaoke? I love
0: doing karaoke. Oh, I've
1: never heard of it. Hmm.
0: Uh, and we've, we've karaoke together, yes. of course. Um, and it's like, you know how in my head, I always think when I'm singing, oh, I'm an A. You know, I'm like a <laughs> solid A. Yeah. But if I'm being objective, like if I'm just being realistic, I know I'm not an A. I know I'm like, I'm an A minus. But people won't realize that you're a solid
1: B, B plus. E plus. I know. You know, you're almost, you're, you're competition. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I know when to you know fall back a little bit so I don't hurt other people's feelings. Oh, I think what you do is go for easy songs. I think you go for for
0: easy songs. A lot of a lot of three note songs. S- still, B plus. B plus is great. Yeah. But anyway, so today we we are doing for the first time uh, something new, which yeah. is uh, which is what ripped from the headlines. We we're going to talk about something that's in the news and and
1: just explore how how from a lid perspective what what insights we can give to that exactly and what people also don't know is that we're going to actually switch seats and you're going to be the interviewed in in this interaction um which is great for me as well i'm a fan of the show you know been following since who from the start right. obviously yeah right. who isn't yeah um so the the story here, the story that we're going to be talking about i don't know if you, want, if you have the title you want to no, you okay, go for see. it. Well, uh, it's about Shopify laying off twenty percent of their work first, workforce, and they're also uh, getting rid of their logistic business. So interesting. So everyone,
0: you know, everyone in the world now knows what Shopify is. Yeah. It's actually a Canadian company, which most most Americans don't know mm-hmm. because uh, it is so ingrained. Um, especially from the pandemic, but even well before that, as um, it is it is a, a software package that uh, allows anyone from a candle maker in her garage to you know a, a, a multi-million dollar hundred a million dollar successful uh, uh, consumer products company or retailer yep. to have a commercial website really easily. you right has all the all the you know it's almost like you you, you can click and connect. A, a very simple website and sell product through that website thanks to the Shopify package, mm-hmm. and it's been enormously. Uh, it's been a tech darling up there with the, you know the the, the the Metas, the Amazon, the the Googles, the Microsoft. It's not quite at that level, but it's it's very close yeah. in that. It is billions and billions of dollars. Billions and billions of dollars, and and like so many other uh, tech companies this year. They have gone through a wave of layoffs, and just recently, this May, mm-hmm. uh, they announced a what did you say? It was a
1: twenty percent reduction so in their workforce. It is a twenty percent reduction. It's actually followed by a ten percent reduction from about ten months ago. Right. So it's a huge reduction,
0: right? And we, we've seen this. Um, we've seen this with all the other tech companies. It's yeah. pretty much something we've seen. Not only that, we've actually seen it in 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 much of the professional services industry. And and so the questions: Why is that? I mean, we, we we all know kind of roughly. There are there are two two main drivers. There's in, interest rates have gone shooting up. Yep. Uh, and it's not so much that it's like I always laugh when they say historically high. They don't say but like with the high interest rates we have today. And I think when I first bought a house, I'm an old man, Jorge. Okay. When I first bought a whole uh, my, my first house interest rates were higher than they are now and uh, so then you get to complain you know,
1: all these jetXers have no idea what a, what an interest rate really is yeah but to be fair you didn't have to spend money in your Amazon and Netflix accounts and you know <laughs> we we have more spending now that's just the truth that's true we played board games to entertain ourselves and we liked it exactly you just had to invest
0: like a nickel and that's it. But, but that, that it, so my point is, it's not even just that, the, the where the interest rate sits today, it's the massive, rapid increase with no predictable ceiling, no, no stop. Oh. That has pulled a lot of people who were traditionally very willing to throw money at anything, and they've, they've all pulled back, and, and that, that supply of easy money has disappeared. One of the things that that does in the tech world is if the supply of e- easy money disappears, then the number of startups who've got ample cash to steal software engineers from the major corporations also dries up. And that means that the major software uh, uh, tech companies are less inclined to worry about you know, protecting their, their, their staff from being poached, and they can start letting people go. Because all of these companies, you know, if you, well, Elon Musk kind of launched it, right? When, when, when he got rid of, of so much of the staff at Twitter
1: and, 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 you know, Twitter still works, whether you like it or not. It Actually, still Twitter works, still hiring people. Like laying off people doesn't mean that they stop hiring. It's just mean, you're Right, right. Well, exactly. Different. Yeah. Same, same, but different. But anyway, so part of that general trend, uh, what else would you want to say about that? Well, that was one of the general trends and one of the reasons uh, of letting people go. Like, one of the other reasons uh, Shopify gave for la- for laying off people was, you know, now with AI, the AI revolution, the AI era, we are deciding to keep things a little bit more tight. Oh, well, uh, I just, I, I actually, I would, I would modify
0: that. I read... Do you know his name? Can you say his Lutke. name? Tobias Lutke. Tobias Lutke. What a genius. I've heard his story, his life story. He's a wonderful guy. You know, German, right? Fell in love with a girl in Ottawa, decided to settle there. A crazy idea to build a company. Now he's one of the richest men in Canada, and deservedly so. But he, his, his whole um, description, explanation to his team about why he had to do this, I thought it had a lot of interesting things. And he did talk about AI. And um, as I understood it, as I read it, you know, it's more—it's uh, more that I'm evaluating all the places that we are investing, and uh, and that's where he introduces okay. the idea
1: of well, main uh, quest revisits because it's been something that has been mentioned so many times before. You've actually mentioned it before—the having a main quest, having side quests. Right. This is so
0: interesting. Is that like? you know, when times are, uh, are booming or, yeah. or you know, you have all these, you know, these, this core, you know, you know, what makes you who you are. Yeah. And then you're always trying to add to it, right? You're always trying to grow. And his point was, first of all, um, you know that's those 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 side quests, as he calls them, are, are a distraction from the main course of business, which of course is true. But when 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 your main course of business is in an e- economic environment where the money is just rolling in, and therefore you can afford to be slightly less good at managing that, then you can put your management focus on these side quests, which, if they pay off, can be amazing. Obviously, but they are also distractions and now he says well i'm looking at this ai revolution and i'm thinking my main quest is under threat right yeah you know what was bill gates saying the other day he was saying that you know we are going to ultimately replace google or a search engines with a personal assistant mm-hmm. because and, and I, I mean there's a lot of uh, very sensible i want to be able to go onto my phone and i You know, Siri has always been a very
1: big disappointment to me. I I don't find Siri to be particularly... I completely agree. If you want to go to your phone and you ask Google, what are the top three, you know, note songs for karaoke that Jorge can sing, it will give you a list that doesn't make sense, but... It definitely makes... It's actually empty. empty. There are no songs really appropriate for you to sing, except La Bamba. Even it has more notes than than three books. Still, you <laughs> yeah. know, I manage it. <laughs> it's and
0: not the notes; it's the range. You're just gonna <laughs> stay in a very, very monotone. You're like a Johnny Cash. That's that's what you that should do. Should be Johnny Cash it. songs. But but you know, and even I find this with Chat GPT and Bard, the Google version. Yeah. I find that it? they're excellent as sort of glorified search engines. Okay. Okay. I don't find them too. Now enth- I know there are people here who who've done their experiments and like well, look at this. It can write a a play in the style of Shakespeare about warehousing. Okay, read the play and you go. That ain't Shakespeare, buddy. <laughs> That's that pretty pretty grade one. But um, but you know Bill Gates is talking about this personal assistant where the AI gets good enough that I have my assistant. I say, hey, book me. You know, book me my hotel. Don't just search for me. But let me give you the criteria. You have my credit card, Mr. Personal Computer AI. You have my credit card. You have uh, my my frequent flyer point, all my, go and book me the hotel. You kind of know what my profile is. That's where, so in that environment, the Shopify folks are like, should we be going down these side quests Mm -hmm. when the main quest is set to be radically challenged? And how do we adapt to that new world?
1: Makes a lot of sense for Of course some, it makes sense. For yeah, well, for that like yeah, for that yeah. for for some of, for some uh, side quests it makes a lot of sense, you know, to <laughs> just cut oh, off to trim a little bit. And where where are the Shopify stories totally interesting to us uh, as lids?
0: I mean, first of all, uh, for those who don't know, of course we have folks Interacting, uh, building API, like just doing all sorts of work with a Shopify all day long. All our customers use it, so our Netsuite and our Business Central teams are always interacting in some way with that application. But um, but what is interesting to us is, of course, this um, this logistics uh, uh, business that Shopify had decided to build out during the pandemic.
1: So and for the folks at home watching the the podcast and you know listening to it on their way home, watching on the forty-two inch screen or whatever, what was the logistic business of Shopify? Mm. So Shopify, when they were
0: when they were a fattened pig, rich with cash, and you know, could do whatever they want. They yeah. had this idea. So right now, it, it's not totally crazy, right? They're not a crazy idea. That's actually one thing people have to understand. Even not crazy ideas can, not, can fail, right? Yeah. It's not just a bad idea. And, and so what Shopify was doing was they said, all right, our our our, our target market, this, this avatar of a perfect customer for us, uh, at least in the onset was, Here's Jorge, and Jorge makes uh, 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 candles on the weekend, right? You make beautiful candles, and it's a hobby, but you make so many. And then your wife is like, get rid of them. I'm tired of looking at all your stupid candles. Uh, They're nice and all, but how many candles can we have in our house? Jorge sets up a business, Jorge's Candles. Jorge sets up a website, thanks to Shopify, instantly commercializes it. Jorge's got a successful business. But you know what? It's actually a pain in the butt for Jorge to do all the packaging, the labeling, all that stuff. Shopify says, we'll go one step further. We're going to build a logistics uh, a division. And what you can do, Jorge, is ship all your candles to us. If the order comes through our website, we mm-hmm. will do the fulfillment for you. You forget it.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously for a fee, but that was, that was Shopify's idea. Right? So now what you're doing is you're controlling more of the of the activities f- of a single business. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's logic to it, okay? Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're about to go about 30 minutes more in that. <laughs> well, but that could. obviously yeah. failed, right? Um well, yes. So Shopify did that on their logistics part. They actually sold that logistics part to another company which is uh, Flexport. Flexport, freight Forwarder, and Logistics Company, uh, they're also in the billions. They're <laughs> well,
0: on paper. On we'll paper, see what, yeah. We'll see what kind of real transactions with non-existing
1: internal shareholders. What, what you know, what well, would the real market give for it? We'll find out. Exactly. In the upcoming months, we'll find out. But it's supposed to be, and they are supposed to be experts in that last mile. Yeah. Now, in, in, in the context of them being a good platform, sorry, a platform, a good business or not, how this, what is our take mm. as consultants? So here's the thing: I've got two things to say. All right. One is a general
0: rule. You know, we've done a lot of work with startups. We've had lots of exposure to startup companies, and as a general rule, everybody's trying to revolutionize some industry, right? And based on that, is this um, unstated supposition that everyone who's been in that industry has no idea what they're doing. So you get this guy, visionary, founder, CEO, and he's going to reinvent how food is sold to people. Burn my tongue. Well, we're going to, re- the, the teas must be hot. Yeah. We're going to reinvent how uh, groceries are delivered, for example, right? And um, what you discover about nine out of the 10 of these founder visionaries is they don't actually know how groceries are delivered currently. So they come in. They're going to reinvent the food supply chain. They don't even know how it works today. So how can you reinvent something? You know, you're not reinventing. You yeah. are inventing from scratch. And, right? And um, we we had the opportunity. We stumbled into uh, a meeting with the with the, the the Shopify folks who are who are responsible for, for developing everything. And like we do our due diligence. We go onto LinkedIn. We research backgrounds. We figure out who are these people. You know, and as always is the case with these startup people, not a single one of those people had ever run a warehouse. Not a mm-hmm. single one had ever been involved in any kind of logistics network. They were like, very beautifully Ivy League. You know, one went to Wharton. Do you one, remember what, what they specialized in? Uh, I I think there was a sociologist from Yale. Now, mm-hmm. think about that. Brilliant. That's a brilliant person. Yeah, yeah. And can analyze and critically think through a lot of, like, amazing but when a box lands on the dock, does this person know how to get it shipped? No. Yeah. So, but what the, their defense is? Well, we've got endless cash. We're just going to buy robots, and we just have to find the right partner, meaning supplier, who to to buy robots from, and problem solved. Two years
1: later, billions of dollars later, uh, they sell to this company called Flexport. Exactly. Yeah. And what's even Funny about that thing is that Shopify actually has some equity in Flexport. Yeah, and they also invested, I think, like two billions or something like that, in another uh, logistics company. Uh, Do you remember the name? I. It's deliver. called Deliver. Deliver. No, wait.
0: Deliver with a second R. Yeah, Deliver. I mean, there's something crazy about the last five years, where startup companies. And like are like the British rock bands of the sixties, like the. I can guarantee you. That, if, yeah, that would be a good. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. come up with a silly name for your business, you know, par, parcel, P A H R, you know, S L or whatever, then you know that that business is probably not going to replace FedEx or
1: UPS. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and to your point again, they're not reinventing anything. No. They. they You know, but the people at Shopify thought it was the same investment. They they decided to go that way with their logistic side, and well, I bet under the hood there are
0: some amazing software, like some tech digital technology that has been developed in that messy mix of companies that is that's called that would be useful to you know Canada Post. United States Postal Service, FedEx, uh, uh, UPS—I'm sure there's some things there that yeah, yeah, are yeah. really useful, but they're going to be killed potentially uh, by folks trying to
1: ru- displace rather than improve the existing supply chain. Yeah, um, yeah, and the, uh, but we're not no. saying at all that they have no value or anything. No, no, no. no. Who, I mean, they, who has no value? That the the decisions that that Choppy made. I think they you know, made the, the the what they did this year.
0: Yeah. I think they made the right decisions. Exactly, and um, I think it's brave, and I think it was very
1: honest. Yeah, I mean, brave. After, yeah, brave. You know, it, I think it's brave when you call someone that is drowning to start swimming. Are you really brave? You just- uh, I think,
0: you know, um, when you're drowning. Yeah, you know that's. It's easy to say. I think it's. Uh, it's more like if you're slowly poisoning yourself every day. <laughs> uh, you I don't know. The analogy is very bad. It's just. It's just. It's. I think it's brave to. Uh, to recognize. All right. Yes. Uh, Thank you, everybody. We'll see man. you next week.